to a, another episode of You Should Have Been a Meat Shield, a Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop role playing podcast that I hope is useful to new game masters or GMs and anyone new maybe in a library who is hoping to run one of these programs like D&D or any other tabletop role playing game or um, but it's feeling maybe overwhelmed. So that's the point of these, and I hope you enjoy them. So what I'm going to do today is to talk about how to... I've already gone over in another episode about Session Zero, which is getting to know your players, their characters, getting the characters ready for the campaign, etc. So you've got that. And then the last episode I did a kind of a sample encounter. I'm going to do another quick sample encounter today but I'm also going to talk about starting with a bang Um, starting the session your first session should really grab your players so you may have a lot of backstory ready you may have this long-winded monologue or a wordy introduction but to be honest I would save all that for a later date my opinion is that get the players into a combat situation early especially if you even if you are doing a pre-written campaign, usually they will start you out early, but if, especially if you're thinking of making up your own. Get them into something fun and cool right off the bat so they can fig- start. The only way to really for them to figure out their characters and for you to figure out how they <clears throat> are going to interact with their characters is to just get them to do different things. So it'll also, starting with a bang, you know, starting with a combat scenario will also set the tone make it a lot of fun. Uh, it, again, in addition, it will help the players learn how to familiarize themselves with the rules. <clears throat> so, a couple of examples are your characters on a ship having it attacked by a giant sea turtle, like in Tomb of Annihilation. Um, the turtle eats money. They have to dump their money into the mouth in, into the mouth of this giant turtle to avoid having it uh, uh, angry, and if it's anything like my players, uh, my student players, they refused to give it the money, and it destroyed their ship and shipwrecked them. So they gave it some money, but not enough. So have a, have a number in your head, maybe, and if they don't give it that much, <laughs> they uh, they get the, their ship gets attacked, and maybe they anger the captain if he survives. But make sure you do that. Leave it open. So if they do give it the correct amount, I wouldn't railroad them and say the ship's in your head think the ship's definitely going to sink. If they give the turtle enough enough money, um, make the turtle go away. It will terrify your players, especially if they're level one and they're coming across a a creature that really can't be defeated until level 10 okay so think about that that would be that is a fun way to kind of freak them out and to get them engaged in role playing um they will learn about their their co-players you know how what kind of personalities they've got they may have some you know some of the players may be playing characters who are arrogant and uh, not willing to give up their coins, or um, maybe they'll. Some of them will be foolish enough to attack this thing. Make sure you role play it as a as a massive creature that the other crew members, who are maybe seasoned uh, sailors, uh, terrified of. Okay, um, it could be an it could have a name. I think in Tomb of Annihilation, it's Aramag. 
the sea turtle that terrorizes ships as they leave the the bay near Port Nyanzaru. So <clears throat> that's a good way to kind of freak them out. Uh, like in the Lost Mines, the thing other characters walking along a road, so I'll have them get ambushed by goblins, maybe who are hiding in a wagon or hiding under some dead horses or something like that. Goblins are easy-ish enough to fight off level one. <clears throat> You'll figure out what how your characters are going to engage with their weapons, their magic spells, and it's a good way for you to introduce them to their spells if they're having trouble with anything. Okay. Uh, are they meeting in an, in an inn? You know, have a brawl breakout. So, like in um, the Waterdeep Heist, it's a great scenario in that game, uh, in that campaign, where a fight breaks out, and the fight breaks out between two kind of gangs who have a thread throughout the entire story. And the characters can intervene or not intervene. No matter what happens, a troll comes from out of the basement and freaks everybody out, just clears the bar and clears the inn, and the, the inn owner um, is trying to fend off the, uh, the, the, the troll, um, and typically the players will want to jump in and attack this thing. It's already been weakened by these sturges, which are like these giant mosquitoes, so they get to attack them as well. And of course they get some experience points. Um, whatever the scenario, it'll be much more rewarding, really, if you start them off with something exciting without getting bogged down in the minutia of the game. And that's for more open-ended TTRPGs, you know, Dungeons and Dragons style. Um, in my experience, students are really itching uh, to go and fight something, or they're excited to explore, maybe meet non-player characters. And you can do that definitely on the ships or on the road, and, you know, they could meet a caravan full of uh, traders who are trying to sell them stuff, where in the inn there could be dozens of different people. Um, really make it as fun as you want. If you're, in a, if you're doing an inn and you're concerned about how do I make it realistic, um, just make a list. You could just make a list of names. You can Google D&D names you could ha and just put beside them maybe a few traits or roles. So you could have... Uh, a name and beside it say he or he or she or whoever um, is a bard and they're in the corner trying to play a song are they playing it good or bad you can just decide um, you could have a couple of wait waiters and waitresses you could have some shady looking characters just look at the list of races and classes and things like that or maybe races maybe and just have a few people um, as the players go in get them to roll a perception check and depending on how high they roll maybe they roll above 10 if they roll really low they don't notice everything if they roll above 10 they'll notice maybe a couple people staring at them it could be nothing it could just be a complete red herring but or they could be playing a game of cards or chess or something you just they just notice different things just write down a few things before they go in uh, you don't need to make it too detailed but that's one way and the next thing I would say is to uh, embrace the chaos. Uh, this doesn't mean you let it get out of hand. What I mean is that when when students discover that most TTRPGs uh, are open world creations where their characters can explore and interact with everything, you have to expect the unexpected and, and go with it. Sometimes, in my opinion, the most memorable events happen when you, your best laid plans are destroyed by a player's actions. 
So here is an example. So I had prepped a few encounters with our students who were playing a TTRPG where they had the session before secured passage on an airship with a group of non-player character adventurers. And in my mind, the voyage on this airship was going to be very short and sweet. It was going to go from point A to point B. I had nothing really written. I had created a very skeleton crew, brief description of the ship, had a harpoon type gun on it being powered by you know, um, almost like a hot air balloon type thing, but with a ship around it. Uh, one of the players, who was a wizard, asked me, what do I see when I'm up here? And I didn't really have anything prepared. Uh, I said something like, nothing much. You see some birds flying alongside you maybe 40, 45 feet away. And the wizard said, oh, cool, well, we're low on food, so I'm going to try and catch one for supper. I'm going to roast it with my firebolt spell as they come near. And I was like, uh, okay, you'll have to roll an attack uh, like normal. And they roll the natural one, which has to have negative consequences. It's a critical failure. You have to have some kind of consequence. So in this case, this player is trying to send a line of fire at a flock of birds, knowing they're standing less than 10 feet from... The, the billowing sail of an airship. I mean, sure, I could have said, you just miss. But in my opinion, this kind of negates the entire point of the game because the fun of it is that super high rolls mean great success and these super low rolls mean horrible, horrible failure. So I say something like, well, you stumble as you cast your spell and your hands go in the air and the fire erupts from your fingers and sets the sail alight. It goes up like parchment paper. The crew are screaming, frantically trying to put it out with whatever water they have on board. Now, um, another player decides, while this is happening, as I'm describing all this, they're, they're played the, a rogue, so like a thief. Not just a thief, but a, a character with good lockpicking skills and, and stealing skills and sneaking skills. He says, well, while they're distracted, I'm going to go down below see if I can find anything. And again, I really didn't have anything prepared, but I was like, well, thinking very quickly, what would a crew have? Kind of thinking of like a, relating it to a boat. I said, you go down and there's some hammocks and there's some foot lockers and some clothing and things like that. He's like, oh, I'm gonna open these foot lockers then. I said, well, they're locked. So he said, well, I'm gonna pick the locks. And so he does, and he does really well. And so now I have to think, what's in these things? So I would say some silver pieces, um, but also a couple of potions I, I threw in, maybe some healing potions, and which are really, really useful, by the way. And you can always throw in maybe one or two, not too many, though. But if you've got a big group and they don't have a lot of healers, they're always something you should maybe sprinkle throughout, I think. Um, he's like, well, I'm going to go back up but I'm going to sneak. I know they're confused, but I'm going to sneak. So what I do is say, in this case, you roll regular stealth. 
and I'm going to roll with disadvantage on perception for the crew. I just did a basic roll, so that means I roll two d20s, two 20-sided dice, and I choose the lowest roll, and he just gets to roll regular. He, though, rolled a natural one. So again, there has to be... They're laughing hysterically while this is happening. So I have to have some sort of major consequence. So I say, well, you trip going up the steps, and the items you stole have spilled that onto the deck, and one of the crewmen shouts... You look up and you see smoke and flames engulfing the ship. A huge man with tattoos covering his arm leers down at you. You know, what do you think you're doing, he asks. And he, he shouts at the others that you're stealing all their stuff. And meanwhile, the sails are being eaten up by the flames and the airship is tilting to one side. And then another student says, well, does this ship have a harpoon on it? And I had already explained to them, yes, it does. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go up there and I'm just going to shoot the harpoon. At the guy who's threatening, you know, the other player. I was like, well, all right, you can run up there. It's The ship's tilting, but you can probably get up there. Um, he runs up. He rolls an attack using the harpoon. Again, he did not roll one, but he rolled so low that I have to have consequences. So in my head, anything below a 10 really for the... Is, is like a, a failure so there has to be some kind of consequence so the harpoon misses wildly it strikes the mast of the ship bringing the entire structure down onto the deck the ship is going down the students are then trying to valiantly save the ship but there's not a lot they can do the ship crashes into the forest some of them extremely wounded some of them unconscious half the party is now separated from the rest the crash and the resulting fire also attracts this roaming bandit group who are looking for trouble, looking for treasure. The students then spend many more sessions trying to get out of the woods, you know, avoid the bandits, find their missing party members, repair the ship, run from the crew who survived the crash. Plus, try to get back onto the track of the main quest that they were seeking in the first place. All because... I said, uh, you see some birds. And I had no clue what was going to happen. But this is a moment they still talk about more than a year later. I wasn't prepared, but I did not stop them from acting. And I went with it. Um, yes, I, of course, I helped things along by making their poor roles have these really horrible consequences. But the important thing is to have a balance. And like I said, just as a reminder, like the students were howling with laughter with these terrible roles. Um, if I thought that they were going to be genuinely upset, we, you know, there needs to be a discussion about that. This is the game. There's going to be terrible things. No one lost their characters. I described the crash in great detail. They thought it was hilarious that they were on this way with this path and because one character said, well, I'm going to cook everyone's supper, they burned the entire ship to cinders and crashed in the woods. Um, the reality of these games is that bad roles mean bad things happen, but they will have this story to remember, and they can even you know, include it in their character sheets, or they can you know, write it down, and it kind of creates their, their, um, their story as a whole. So when I say go with it, just in that way, you know, don't railroad, don't force things to happen. If they had rolled really high, 
at the very beginning when they saw these birds or high enough then none of that would have happened probably <laughs> uh, but I think the fun of it is just allowing for the unexpected to happen and by being completely open and just you just kind of think about different you'll you'll gain these kind of skills as you go you know these different scenarios will come up and you'll have some things banked in your brain but it's just fun to, to, to describe it and they there was no we didn't need any maps or miniatures or toy you know anything this was all theater of the mind they were all thinking this in their brains as we discussed and again having a really great time doing it so that's my advice is just to be completely open so I hope that was helpful I'm not going to make these too long but that's my advice with starting with a bang start with a really fun kind of scenario and I gave a couple there and going back to the you know the the turtle on the ship you can make it kind of like damage the ship and maybe it starts to sink as it makes its way to port and just make it like a close call if you don't want to go into the shipwreck shipwreck thing if they're on the road you can have a mysterious gnome selling a bunch of strange trinkets you know uh, a candle that never lights um, a jar with a, with a glass eye in it um, anything that's strange and just a really strange character you can pre-write and it could he could be nothing the gnome could be nothing related to the main quest the gnome could be they might think something's up with him he might have a job or he might say if you find anything weird or cool come back and bring it to me you can do anything you want that's what's cool about it so different encounters they don't have to be combat encounters but they're often they're often fun and also these types like with the with the traders with the sellers and things like that they are usually a lot of fun as well again expect the unexpected and kind of embrace that kind of chaos that is it for me today i uh, hope you enjoyed it this uh, episode of you should have been a meat shield and we'll be back again soon take care bye